Next on BYU Sports Nation, welcome back to game week, BYU football. Tanner Mangum is the guy at quarterback. You've had the weekend to process it. Now what do you think about it? ESPN's Trevor Maddich is back from Maddich Mondays. How long of a leash should Tanner Mangum have versus Arizona? And is Taysom Hill now the most valuable backup quarterback in the National Football League? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, August 27th, game week. Yes, we made it through the 4-9 offseason, people. High five. That was nicely done. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Big Blue Bash comedian Jerem Jordan. I'm not going to tell you all the jokes, but uh, there were some, I thought, good ones. Uh, We had a great time um, with Greg Rubel and Blaine Fallon. Everyone that puts that on, our our thanks to everyone who was there. Kalani Satake was there. We had four players from both sides of the ball. Cosmo, cheerleaders. It was a great time. They funded a scholarship. Um, So, good stuff. And Kalani Satake was quite fired up uh, about... Listen, it's hard. It's hard with BYU. Like, BYU football is hard, you know, but that's our strength. You know, he was really motivating. All of the emotion, real, raw, after a 4-9 and nine season kind of started to come to a point for him as he addressed that crowd. Really good. Really good. I mean, the coach, you're right. He was motivating. But he he's was, turned the corner where he's like, we're he was uplifting. 2018. Let's go. Yeah. None of us want to talk about 4-9 anyway. No, and he legit was like, can, about we, just play, can we just please play the game? <laughs> I, 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 I joked play it. a game. I said, oh, it's uh, 8.45 at this point. BYU will be up 17 nothing in the second. He wasn't as amused by that one. I thought he'd really like that score. <laughs> was he, yeah. Why did he not like that he, score? He definitely shook his head, perhaps an he's eye like, roll after that one. <laughs> now we just got to figure out how to get our guy Manny from Chick-fil-A to the Big Blue Bash next year. Yeah, our guy Manny. Yeah. <laughs> we told him we'd mention his name. So here we are. There you go. Today's show is absolutely packed. Here are the top Monday storylines across BYU Sports Nation. Real talk. Game week is a go for BYU football in 2018. The Cougars zeroing in for yet another season opener in the Valley of the Sun. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. Five days away. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Cinco days away. BYU head coach Kalani Satake and staff announced Tanner Mangum as the starting quarterback for BYU on Friday. What now? How long of a leash does the senior have? Much more on the way, including Trevor Maddich of ESPN answering that question and giving us his preview of the Cougars for 2018. Taysom Hill had himself a weekend for the Saints with a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, converted fake punt rush for a first down, a special teams tackle, and a two-point conversion, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, somebody said, what about the interception, slacker? He threw an interception <laughs> as no, well. No, 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 meaning he didn't get it. He did everything else, but he didn't intercept the pass. It was a joke. Oh, Someone on that's, Twitter that's said, a yeah. bad joke. <laughs> 
I would know. <laughs> BYU women's volleyball starts the season 2-0 with decisive victories against Duke over the weekend. The 8th-ranked Cougars beat up on the Blue Devils in a sweep on Friday, one in four sets on Saturday. BYU will host West Virginia and number one-ranked Stanford later this week. And women's soccer lost 2-0 to 9th-ranked Texas A&M Friday night in College Station. The Cougars host number one Stanford Thursday on BYU TV. Yeah, that's not a repeat. Stanford is ranked number one in women's volleyball and in soccer, and they both on BYU TV. Both of those teams are playing Go. in Pro Bowl on BYU TV. All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football kicking off the weekend with a breaking news bang on Friday late afternoon, early evening, when they released the depth chart for game number one at Arizona. Not surprisingly, we all looked at the quarterback position first. Tanner Mangum is the guy listed at QB1. Zach Wilson backing him up. Jerem, now that you've had the weekend to think about it, what is your reaction to Tanner Mangum being named the starting quarterback? Uh, we've thought this all fall camp. You and I have felt that Tanner Mangum was going to win this job, and he did. He's a senior. He should have made the jump, uh, won the job. BYU made the right choice to go with the senior. If Zach Wilson was significantly better, he would have won the job. But Kalani Stake told the media and at the Big Blue Bash, she said the reason it took so long to name a guy is because Zach Wilson pushed Tanner Mangum so well. So this is good. BYU feels like it has two guys. So, you know, how long should the leash be? We'll, we'll discuss that in a moment. But Zach Wilson's the number two. He's ready to rock. Hopefully 2015 Tanner Mangum is also ready to rock. And if you watch the show Friday in our season preview, Butch Palu talked about the different Tanner Mangum we are seeing this fall. It seems like the old Tanner's back. Like, for me, what I see is that Tanner's having fun again. And I guess that's just the name of the game. If you can have fun while playing the sport you love, then things are a lot easier. When you mess up, you, you just get over the play and you move on to the next one. And so it's good to see old Tanner back, and I think Tanner's going to have a good year. And, and I think that Tanner Mangum gets the start. I, it, will he have a good year? I really hope he does. But he is the starter against Arizona, and then we go from there. Yeah, interesting that the guy that thrives on having a good time and smiling and having fun while he's playing football, Butch Pau, is the one to notice that about Tanner Mangum. Both of those guys need to have fun. (laughs) If you're not, then things are fun. Why are you doing it? Exactly. And especially for those guys who thrive on that type of thing, Tanner Mangum and Butch Pau. So, yeah, uh, not a surprise to us. I mean, all camp long we heard – Man, Zach Wilson, he looks amazing. It's incredible. Like, he's pushing Tanner Mangum. But we kind of stood firm on the BYU needs to go with the senior quarterback to give him some confidence and play that card. And if it doesn't work out, then they can flip in the Zach Wilson card. But if you do it the opposite way and it goes wrong, then it hurts everyone. It makes things awfully weird. It hurts the confidence of Tanner Mangum. This is the right decision. The coaches did the right thing. Credit to Zach Wilson once again for pushing Tanner Mangum and making him bring it each and every day. Yes, ultimately, not a surprise. Tanner Mangum is in a better scenario, we think, a better system, we think, that is more catered to his Specific skill set. I don't necessarily agree on that. I think the be- oh, you don't think it's better for his skill set? No, I think his best skill set was 2015 in the shotgun, throw it up to tall receiver. Well, well, he'll this be is in, not that offense. He'll be in the shotgun in this offense. But this is not a that, lot. But this is not that offense. The quick read, just throw it. It's, this this offense is built on quick reads. It's not the same. 
simplicity. It's complex in its motions and pre-snap reads. That was not. I'm not tw- saying it's not more complex. I'm just saying it, it's better suited for his skill set. You don't think that? No. This is going to be a run-heavy wow. offense. All right. It's going to feature the tight end. He's not throwing it up to anybody that's over six four. Unless he's the wide receiver, tight end. Yeah. Right. But the, but down the field, the tight end's not going down the field. They're going to hang within ten or fifteen, five to fifteen yards. 2015's offense was perfect for Tanner Mangum, and we saw him thrive in that. This is not that system for him. He's not going to throw for 3,500 yards. He almost threw for 3,500 in, uh, in his freshman year. It's not going to be that. BYU would prefer to have two guys rush for 800 each than have a pass it that way. It's, it's, it's not exactly suited to his skill set. It perhaps may be more suited, but I don't think it's close to what 2015 was. Really? Yeah, see, I think that there are a simple. lot of similarities. It was simple. This is complex. I think there are a lot of similarities. Now, this is closer to Ty Detmer's offense last year than it is what Bob, Robert and I ran in 2015. How do you figure? How do you figure that? I, I'm, I'm, how do you know that? I, because I don't in think 2015, we know that. there weren't as many jet sweeps and pre-snap motion. and line. This, is, this is more SEC than it is Pac-12 in style, whereas yeah. BYU was more Pac-12 in 2015. Well, we'll see. We start to find out. Uh, obviously, we differ on what we think Tanner, what the offense is going to be specific to Tanner Mangum, but I think we can agree that he's got to bring it in game number one or things could go weird in a hurry. Of course, of course. Well, he could be pulled in a hurry. Even with Tanner Mangum named the starting quarterback, it's well known that in Cougar football independence, the backup has started 40% of the games based on the game one starter. Hopefully there's continuity with Mangum playing well and staying healthy, but let me ask you this. Other than injury, what would have to happen at Arizona for Zach Wilson to get reps in the game. It is all contextual. And we visited this topic last week, assuming that Tanner Mangum would be the guy. He is the guy now officially, so we can go back to that well. It's going to have to go south quickly for Tanner Mangum to get pulled at Arizona. And by quickly, I mean in the first half, BYU has like, I don't know, maybe three or four first downs. They haven't crossed midfield. A couple of turnovers. Essentially a repeat of, as I'm saying is I'm thinking of the LSU game in 2017. So, yeah, if that happens, then maybe we could see a switch as early as halftime, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I think BYU's offense is set up to play to Tanner Mangum's strengths. Jerem, obviously you don't buy into that as much as I do, but this is not Ty Detmer's calculus offense. Nor it, is it Robert and I's simple pre-algebra offense. offense. No, yeah. I understand that yeah. too, but I think Tanner successful. Mangum has a better grasp of this offense. Maybe it's pre-calculus. We'll see. It's not as complicated. He will be more successful because he's going to be put into situations where there's more than one right option. This offense is set up for Tanner Mangum to be able to make a decision here and it's right. Or if he decides to go to the right and throw it to his second read, that's still right. I would hope that is the case with every offense. Well, that's not always, that isn't always the case, though, because in a pro-style offense in the NFL, there's more cerebral thinking, more line shifting, reading things from underneath center, and you got to make a decision. It's just, it's more complicated. You got to be more of a surgeon in a pro-style offense. Right now, Tanner Mangum's not a surgeon. That's why I think this offense is better suited for him. Uh, yeah, if it's LSU 2017 or Michigan 2015, Tanner oh, yeah. Bingham starting quarterback in both those games, then yes, it would be bad. The good news is Arizona's defense is not like LSU or Michigan's defense in that way. is going to score points. It's just, will they score enough? I think that Tanner Mangum's going to be given the benefit of the doubt, but 
as we saw with Alabama in the national championship game, if you need to pull the guy, you pull the guy. The hope is that Tanner Mangum plays well and BYU is in that game and there's no need or thought to bring in Zach Wilson. But because there was a competition until the last day, there are going to be those that clamor for Zach Wilson on the first incompletion. You know what I mean? Let alone an interception, let there alone were, three. Yeah, there were people that clamored for Tanner Mangum when Taysom Hill was a quarterback and a senior at BYU. It just, it's the thing that fans do. If the quarterback's not performing well, hey, put in the backup. Just hold, hold that thought, okay? Just slow down. All right, now that the quarterback is set, Jerem, is the defensive back now the position group with the greatest question still surrounding it? No. To me, the question is still about quarterback. You've named a guy. It doesn't mean he's going to play well. Um, th- that position influences every other position in the sport more than any other position in any other sport. I have lots of questions before I even get to the defensive backs. Um, can the O-line be as good as we hope they are? We don't know that they're good. We th- hope they're good. We think they're pretty good. Will the defensive line get pressure on the quarterback and stuff to run? Will the linebackers carry the defense? And then I get to the corners. If the BYU cornerbacks, uh, the starters get hurt or aren't good enough, the backups are freshmen. And I think there's some good freshmen. You know, Kalani Stake likes this group. But they're freshmen. And it's like, hey, welcome to uh, college football. You're playing three power fives in a row, including at Arizona, at Wisconsin. So there, there are some, uh, yeah, there are some questions. And I like the guys that BYU has. We just need to see them perform at a high level against this schedule. Yeah, I, I, actually, and yes, there are a million questions, and it's all like, okay, that's an A-level grade question. That's an A-minus. They're, they're all burning right now because game number one is five days away. But for me, the defensive back group, because of the way that the depth chart was released, has kind of risen to the top of specifically who's going to start at cornerback and what is Troy Warner's role because he was listed in a couple of places as an or with other guys. We see Bo Tanner's name at the top of a list. Michael As Shelton, a nickelback, as, which if you play five DBs, he comes on. He although although Zane Anderson of, can be the fifth defensive back. Bo there. Tanner wasn't with the team like three weeks ago, yet here he is. So, yeah, I have some questions about that defensive back group they'll all look amazing if BYU can get pressure on the quarterback with the defensive line and the linebackers then the defensive back group is amazing right because they're not having to defend as long and they're getting more chaos on the quarterback so he looks worse you're playing Arizona and Cal in the first two weeks the secondary will be tested yes Pac-12 offenses Pac-12 offenses that's why it is Another reason why it's number one on my list now of question marks because can be, are, does BYU have enough, specifically at cornerback, to slow down to really dynamic Pac-12 offenses in back-to-back weeks? Saturday night in L.A., Taysom Hill put on one of the more incredible performances you ever see from a quarterback in a preseason game. I know it's a preseason game, but still, listen. Hill not only recorded traditional quarterback stats like 7 for 8 for 66 yards and a touchdown passing, six rushes for 35 yards, and a rushing touchdown. But he also converted a fake punt rush, had a tackle on special teams, and ran in a two-point conversion. Spencer, is Taysom Hill the most valuable backup quarterback in the NFL? Taysom Hill is the MVP backup quarterback in the NFL, (laughs) but I'm going to change the word from value to versatile and 
uh, something that Colin Coward says, vinable. Okay, he he does a lot of Vine's dead. I know, but you don't you know what I mean when I say that. I miss Vine. I loved Vine. Okay, six second clips, like yeah. just does amazing things. Well, against Texas, those clips are more like ten seconds. There were a lot of runs. Taysom Hill is he's gone vi he's the most viral backup quarterback in the National Football League right now. Okay, so there are a few other words that we can use that start with V. To, what to is explain this, Taysom Hill as the MVP, but how do you define value? Uh, man, because it, it, it's so subjective. I think Taysom Hill is versatile, viral, vinable, and he is valuable because he can play more than one position. This is V for Vendetta. But There's right a theme now, in there with all these Vs. I like it. There are some amazing backup quarterbacks in the league that have been proven, that have won big games. Okay? And so... I, I don't know if I say right now Taysom Hill is the most valuable backup quarterback in the league, but he's he's got some other V words working for him, so like like versatility and viral. But no, he's not the most valuable backup quarterback in the game right now. There are other guys that won it's, huge games. Nick Foles is the most valuable yeah, court, backup has, quarterback right now. When Taysom Hill, Nick Foles. When Taysom Hill wins a yeah. game, as he hasn't a, even thrown a, a pass in exactly. the NFL regular season game. He hasn't listen, thrown a listen, pass. Listen, but this is fun, and we know when Taysom like after tw- twenty fourteen on. When Taysom Hill's been healthy, he's been a good player. I think he was hamstrung in twenty sixteen by the offense, um, but Taysom Hill. Can do it all. So if you think that value is versatility and all over the field. Sure, yes. Like, they're paying him beans for what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's best bang for the buck. Yes. Like, they're paying him sub one mil, and he's, like, blocking punts and making tackles, and and he can be your backup Running for two-point well. conversions, like, running for touchdowns, throwing touchdowns. Are you kidding touchdowns? me? Yeah. Are you, can he play safety, too? Like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy what he's doing. So but what, no, what he's value? not the most valuable backup quarterback. That would be Nick Foles, who won the Super Bowl, exactly. beating exactly. Tom Brady. It's not even close. When, when Taysom Hill is put in the highest pressure situation. Sorry, has Taysom thrown a pass in a regular season game? I hope he does at some point, like. That he oh, can he, replace think, Drew Brees. Drew Brees has a couple years left, man. I think he will. Taysom Hill will get his, he will get his shot in an actual game or actual games. But right now, it's got to be Nick Foles, right? It's Nick Foles. He's, Not you, even you, close. You pulled out the Super Bowl trump card. And then, and then after card. that, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you pulled out the cares. Super Bowl trump card. Uh, game, set, match. It's over. Like, right now, it's Nick Foles. Our question of the day. Tanner Mangum is what BYU hopes the most valuable player on the team this year. He was named the starting quarterback. What's your reaction to that news? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Melman Mark on Twitter. It sounds like the presence of Zach Wilson forced Tanner to step up his game, which is great. I still predict... The game one starting quarterback will not be the game 12 starting quarterback. Mark it down. Hashtag BYUSN. Well, in independence, that's often been the case due to, due to injuries, unfortunately. So knock on wood. Hopefully oh. everyone's healthy and uh, good. Coming up, there were college football games over the weekend. It was awesome. What the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors did to get our attention. And it's the return of Maddich Monday. ESPN College Football Insider Trevor Maddich back with us to break down the Tanner Mangum number one quarterback decision and what BYU can do against Khalil Tate. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is the season debut and BYU TV debut of Coordinator's Corner. Host Greg Rubel will chat with coordinators Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuyaki, and Ed Lamb. It's coming up at the top of the hour right after us on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Stay tuned. 38 minutes from now, Coordinator's Corner. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day, what's your reaction to Tanner Mangum being named BYU's starting quarterback at Ames Flames? I'm glad because he has the experience. I'm also glad it was a tight race so Tanner knows Zach is hot on his heels. And maybe there's a, a level of... Uh, I don't know what to call it. I want to call it uh, maybe genius by the coaches for BYU to not announce and make it so, hey, Zach's performing really well. Let's see how Tanner responds to this. And, I think they would have named a starter as soon as they had one. Oh, I don't think they had one until Friday. You think, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even if it's like, okay, we know by with nine days out, but like let's just keep this going. Let's see Tanner raise his game that much more. Let's hold on to it a little bit longer and then reveal the card. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past the coaches to be uh, that keen. There are too many, there are too many games. That's too many games for me. Just be straight up. Just be transparent. <laughs> but, there, but there are games. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, we are sincerely stoked to have our first guest back for another football season. ESPN College Football Insider Analyst and BYU National Champion Trevor Maddich is back for Maddich Mondays on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, Kalani Satake announced that Tanner Mangum is the starting quarterback for BYU. What was your initial reaction when you heard that he was opting for the senior and not the true freshman Zach Wilson? Trevor, Kalani Satake announced that Tanner Mangum is the starting quarterback for BYU. What was your initial reaction when you found out he was opting for the senior instead of the true freshman, Zach Wilson? I thought it was the right thing to do. I think when you've got a good competition between an established veteran and a young guy, unless the young guy takes over and clearly establishes that he should be starting from the beginning of the season, then you're best off playing the senior, working the freshman in in meaningful moments, not just in mop-up, and giving him a chance in games to prove to everybody that he should get more playing time. That's really what's happening at Alabama right now. I mean, Tua Tango-Vailoa, might come in and and start the season. But if he doesn't clearly outplay Jalen Hurts for the tied starting quarterback job, then Nick Saban should be starting Hurts first and then allowing Tua to go in and prove during games that he should be the guy. Part of the reason for that is because one of the worst things you can do with a young quarterback is put him in too soon and then have to take him out take away his starting job, let the senior take over for him, that'll crush his confidence. You're better off making him sit for a little while longer. So just from a pure standpoint of how to manage a senior and a freshman quarterback, this is the right thing to do. I like the comparison because both came off the bench and both made these incredible plays for those fan bases. And now the question becomes this. Because the competition was so tight, you would think that there's a scenario in which Zach Wilson comes into the game. Um, So how long of a leash should Tanner Mangum have, given the fact that it was a quarterback battle down to the last practice of fall camp? So I think that you're looking at a a situation that Tanner Mangum would have a short lease, not because he's Tanner Mangum, not because it's the quarterback position, but because every starter on that team needs to understand that if they don't perform in games and in practice, 
they're likely to be replaced by somebody who will come in and do better than this team did last year. BYU has built a legacy establishing the pass game specifically with the tight end. The Cougars appear to be in good hands at tight end this year with the likes of Moroni Laulupututau returning from a Liz Frank fracture, joining the freshman All-American Matt Bushman, and then the emergence of a young guy named Dallin Holker. What do you think of the depth and size at tight end, given BYU's history with relying on that position? Yeah, I think the tight end position is the key to their offense this year. Receivers, they might have some guys that will step up. You know, they've got some new guys coming in, and we hope that they'll do well. But the tight ends look like they could go three deep with those guys you talked about. With players that are 6'5", tall targets, Bushman is already established. MLP is a, a wide receiver who had a few extra biscuits at pregame meal in order to bulk up to be a, a tight end. And I think he'll make a fast tight end with great skills. You know, And then you've got the young guy coming in that I think will be great, Holker, uh, as a compliment to them. If those three guys can be a matchup problem for defenses, then it gives them the capability to have two or all three of them on the field at the same time. Put them with their hand in the dirt, another one with, uh, you know, standing in the wing, another one split out a wide receiver if you need to, or pack them all in in a goal line formation. Whatever it would be, it would put pressure on defensive matchups. And I think that will take pressure off of the wide receivers as they sort out who will be the stars on, at that position group. And who doesn't like pregame biscuits, am I right? Uh, let's talk well, about... Well, let me tell you, that's why... Yeah, no, I, I grew from being a, a yell leader to an offensive lineman doing that. So. <laughs> pregame biscuits with gravy are delicious, right? Okay, uh-huh. Arizona, game one, Saturday night. Cannot wait in Tucson uh, on ESPN. Khalil Tate, a guy that in some circles is one of the Heisman frontrunners. Uh, what do you think of what Khalil Tate brings to the quarterback position for Arizona? Well, last year he was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year four, or of the week, four straight weeks. And that's a, a league that's known for offensive firepower. So this guy is a real problem. I mean, a lot's been said that Coach Seven, Kevin Sumlin there coached Johnny Manziel to the Heisman Trophy when he was at Texas A&M. But I think it's even worse over there in Arizona when it comes to what BYU will face because Tate's a big guy. He's bigger than Manziel. He's got that same kind of elusiveness. He's got a strong arm. I don't think he's as accurate as Manziel. But he's got the ability to hit receivers. And, and where the real problem lies is that Arizona's got a really shifty, elusive group of running backs and more talented wide receiver than they've had for a while. So that'll spread out that BYU defense. And you know, I think this is one of the fastest defenses BYU will put on the field in, in a long time. But they will be tested in that speed because Arizona has it to burn. All eyes will be on tape. But the defense will have eyes on other skill players because they can get torched if they force too much attention on Tate. And Tate is a legitimate Heisman candidate himself. It's a Maddich Monday with ESPN's Trevor Maddich back on BYU Sports Nation. I'm so happy to say those words. As we push forward to the Arizona game in less than one week, Trevor, what is the one thing that you, I don't know, might see in game number one that would tell you, okay, BYU football is definitely moving in the right direction? If the running game starts to be credible. Last year, the passing game was so, I guess, what's the word for it? It was uh, timid. It was limp. And that meant that defenses could focus everything on the running game. Well, if the passing game can do just enough to keep defenders away from the line a little bit, and the running game is able to pick it up, then everything else will, will happen. I mean, last year, dominoes fell 
when the quarterbacks all started to get hurt and the running backs. And this year you've got good experience with Squally Canada. But you've also got uh, in Lapini Katoa a guy that could be one of the spark plugs of the team. Last year when he registered as a true freshman, the defense came to the coaches and said, hey, this guy's got to play. This guy is really good. He's hard for us to deal with. Well, the fans will be able to see him in games now. And I think that he, if he can be a spark plug in rotation with Squally, then this offensive line is good enough to get some things done. And if the running game is credible, then the dominoes that fell against the, the Cougars last year on offense should fall in their favor. And by the way, the offense falling apart led to the defense being under way too much pressure. So, you know, they, they need every domino to stay upright because if one falls, it knocks too many others over. Trevor, offensively, obviously a new staff for BYU. How quickly do you expect this offense to start to click? You know, the hard part is that they don't really get to start in first gear. Ordinarily, you have a, a ideal situation where you start with teams that are, that are more beatable. I mean, you would want to start with the Hawaii. You'd want to start with the UMass. I know UMass beat them last year, but I mean, this is the kind of team you want to start with when you've got a new offensive system so that you can, you know, again, put the car in first gear and get going. To start with Arizona, you've got to come out of the gate immediately. And then Cal, in game two at home, is coached by a, a guy that's a defensive guru that's got them playing really good defense now. So right out of the gate, then they're at Wisconsin, for goodness sake. So right out of the gate, uh, it, it's, it will be hard, I think, to judge the offense if they struggle a bit. Now, if they fall apart, then it's okay to be very critical. If they do really well against that competition to open the season, then lights out for the rest of the season. But if they, if they sort of muddle through and struggle early, I wouldn't be terribly concerned because of the nature of the competition that they're facing with a brand-new offensive scheme. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on BYU Sports Nation breaking down BYU at Arizona and specifically the BYU football season in 2018. At this juncture, and I know you addressed this with us over media day earlier in the summer, Trevor, but where do you stand on BYU getting to a bowl game, that being a realistic goal and a success, understanding that BYU is coming off a 4-9 season? Uh, I think six wins in a bowl game would be a success, and I think that is realistic. I think BYU is not as bad as they appeared to be last year. The defense played well enough to win a lot of games last year. The offensive line was much better than they get credit for. But when you've got three different quarterbacks starting multiple games, including burning the redshirt of a freshman to start multiple games of quarterback, plus the running backs scroll through as one guy gets hurt, then he comes back and somebody else gets hurt, et cetera, those dominoes BYU couldn't deal with. And so I think that when you, when you talk about how that offense can get going, when you talk about what this team can do, uh, it really comes down to just staying healthy. And if they can, I think they'll be a lot better than people think, especially with the bad taste in everybody's mouth from last year. All they need is an even break with injury, not even a, a good break, an even break. And I think this team will not just get back to a bowl, but they've got a chance to go past six wins. I think seven wins would be a good season for them. If they get to eight wins, I'd nominate uh, Coach Tataki as National Coach of the Year because of the schedule. <laughs> but they can get to six. They can get to six. We're sending you some blue goggles and overnighting them as we speak. <laughs> uh, who are yeah. your top four in college football right now, Trevor? Right now, my top team is Clemson. Alabama has too many questions on defense for me to put them at number one, um, but I've got them at number two. Number three, I've got Ohio State. 
And number four, wait for it, Wisconsin. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Wisconsin. I know BYU has Wisconsin coming up in week three. Wisconsin's offense might be the best they've ever had, ever, ever had. And the defense is pretty stout, but the offense is potentially epic. And that's a team that I think is a bit under the radar as as a playoff contender and a national championship contender, let's put it that way. I think people have been to playoff but not winning at all. They could win it all. And so this, um, you know, the, those are my top four teams right now. And then after week zero, Hawaii and UMass, number five and number six. Well, you know, they, they're on the way to undefeated seasons like UCF <laughs> last year, right? It's so far, so good. Yeah, but how about BYU? You thought those were penciled in as wins, and next thing you know, you know, they start the season with victories on a, on a solid note, especially UMass that beat BYU last year in Provo for goodness Say. What in the talk about world that. was that about? Uh, but good for them. I'm happy I thought we were over feet. that. We're on game week. It's Arizona. I didn't think we were talking about the UMass loss anymore. Come on, man. Uh, listen, we are never over that. I'm not <laughs> over true. BYU losing to UTEP in 1986. And I wasn't even there. Yeah. Well, they bugged the box, right? That was a previous game, uh, I think, that, right? That is what we will tell ourselves because it makes us feel better. <laughs> Trevor, it is always a pleasure to speak with you. We look forward to another entertaining season of Maddich Mondays. Thanks for kicking it off the right way and bringing it. Great. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your time on your financial future. Man. Stories you tip bug the box. I'm not kidding. Here we go. Coming up, we know the starting quarterback, who, but who is starting at other positions? And why is Bo Hodge not listed anywhere? We'll break down the depth chart. BYU opponents, Hawaii and UMass, earned big wins in Week 0. Do they now join the list of gauntlet games oh, for BYU? Hey, let's overreact. It's a Monday. This is BYU Sports Nation. Overreact every day. Monday. Breakdown Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon each week on After Further Review Tuesdays, 7 Eastern on BYU TV. We are in the season when you've got Coordinator's Corner, After Further Review, BYU Football's Clients Target, Countdown to Kickoff. There's like a gajillion shows. I can't wait. We are super busy and excited about it. All right, let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's BYUSN headlines. Recently announced BYU starting quarterback Tanner Mangum and the Cougars are five days away from the season opener in Tucson, Arizona against the Wildcats. Kickoff on Saturday goes down to 1045 p.m. Eastern, 845 Mountain. And a Monday programming note, Coordinator's Corner, the first edition of the 2018 season, starts today right after the show on BYU Radio. Taysom Hill put on one of the more incredible performances you'll ever see from a quarterback in a preseason game Saturday night. Hill went 7 for 8, 66 yards, and a touching, uh, touchdown passing, plus 6 rushes for 35 yards and a rushing touchdown. He also converted a fake punt, had a tackle on special teams, and ran in a two-point conversion. He was also the water boy, and he ran the tee out for the kickoff. <laughs> what was, didn't he in, do? It was insane. What didn't he do? Eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball starts the season 2-0 with road wins on Friday and Saturday against the Duke Blue Devils. McKenna Miller and Heather Knighting helped lead the way with 14 and 11 kills respectively in that opening win. Maddie Robinson also recorded a career high of 12 kills during the second match. And the BYU women's soccer team lost 2-0 at number 9 Texas A&M Friday night. Both goals came from the Aggies in the last five minutes of each half. Cougars are 1-1-1 one, one, and one on this season, perfectly balanced, and host number one, 
Stanford in the home opener Thursday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Yeah, those are loaded headlines. And that means, Jerem, we have extra fodder for an overreaction Monday. A.K.A. a Monday. <laughs> or a Wednesday. Every day, yeah. Yeah, we it, look, it's it's part of the deal, right? But we'll we'll call it overreaction Monday because it is Monday and we're coming off of a weekend where BYU named the starting quarterback senior Tanner Mangum who will now start in a third season. Jerem, what's your overreaction to Tanner Mangum? <gasps> that he's going to be the 2015 version of himself. Ooh. I I think we need to see what this offense yields. Like what what does it allow the quarterback to do? Where's the emphasis? Um, how much is he being asked to do? And did Tanner Mangum in 2015, was, was that offense more catered to him, like we discussed in the A block, or not, uh, the opening segment? And uh, can the BYU run game get going? Because when you play five power fives and Boise State, and five of those six are on the road, if you can't run the rock, it ain't happening for BYU this year. It being eight-plus wins. If BYU can run decently, I see six or seven wins, definitely. But an overreaction would be eight wins, period, plus for me right now, given how hard the schedule is. Yeah, eight wins. You just heard Trevor Maddich say that he's going to nominate Kalani Satake for National Coach of the Year. That's an exaggeration. If BYU wins eight games. No coach in the history of college football has gotten a vote for eight (laughs) wins in a season. Like I get Trevor's point, though. Yes. Eight wins would be outstanding for BYU. I'm not ready to go there. Not even on an overreaction Monday. Uh, In relation to Tanner Mangum and overreacting to that news, uh, maybe it is an overreaction for me to say that, oh, he's back because the offense is more catered to him. But I really do believe, if you want to call it an overreaction, great. I, I think Tanner Mangum paired up with Jeff Grimes is the right combination for him to kind of find himself and get back to the Tanner Mangum of old. I think this offense is catered to Tanner Mangum, and he has the right people around him to be successful and put up much better numbers than he did last year. That won't be hard to do. <laughs> if you're comparing him to 2015, that's different. If, if you're saying that he's going to throw more than eight touchdowns and not have a negative touchdown to I said much ratio, better numbers. Much better numbers. Okay. okay. He was really good as a freshman. I hope that wasn't the peak. Hey, Cole McDonald, speaking of overreactions, put up 418 passing yards, 96 rushing yards, responsible for five touchdowns in a 43-34 win for Hawaii at Colorado State. I watched this entire game, by the way. Hawaii had a 12% chance of winning that game. That sounds similar to BYU at Arizona, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. Does Hawaii now join the BYU gauntlet of games? Are they gauntlet game number seven, Jerem? No, this is the dumbest thing we've said on the show today and for the past month. No. Colorado State stinks, by the way. Hawaii was up 37-7. Colorado State came back. <laughs> credit credit to the Rams, but really not a credit to the Rams. I give credit just, to neither of those they teams. They just lost to Hawaii in There was Fort no Collins. defense, dude. It was the first win since like 88 or something for Hawaii. No, I will Collins. not overreact to this. <laughs> I, I refuse. I refuse. When Hawaii beats like a ranked team or something, then maybe it's like, okay, maybe Hawaii's the real deal. Come on. Coming up. How did Kyle Van Noy, Kainakua, Fred Warner, and Jordan Leslie fare in exhibition play? And three other burning questions from the release of the BYU depth chart as they head to game number one at Arizona, including why is Bo Hodge not not listed 
on said depth chart. Not on here. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football with Kalani Satake is host Greg Rubel talks with Satake, tight end Matt Bushman, and safeties coach Preston Hadley. Tomorrow night in the season debut at 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. And if you're local and you want to participate in the show, it's normally live. This week's only is taped from 1.30 to 2.30 Mountain Time. You can join us in the audience. Reserve your seat on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day is, what's your reaction to Tanner Mangum being named BYU's starting quarterback? Gary Wilson adds this on Facebook. What's up, Gary? I think... Aaron Roderick has known for a while that Tanner would be the guy, and I'd bet they let it go for so long so Zach could push Tanner. Hmm. I like Tanner, and I'm excited for the season. I don't know how long it went on, but I I think that at least for a day or two, they're like, okay, we're going to go with Tanner, but we're not going to announce this. Let's just let's well, see, him, let's see was, him continue to perform. It was Tanner's job unless someone else took it. and Exactly, and Kalani confirmed as much at the Big Blue Bash on Friday night, saying yeah. like the reason he started this was for even like a two question. seasons. The reason this was even a question was because Zach Wilson was awesome in fall camp. Yeah. But not awesome enough to win the starting job. He pushed him. Well, that's good. Apparently. Hopefully he raised Tanner Mangum's game to a new level. That's up with every position. Because of those competitions. Uh, As a reminder, you can join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, some other burning depth chart questions now that we know that the quarterback position is solidified. Notably, the position right behind the quarterbacks. Who will Tanner Mangum hand the ball off to? Squally Canada or Lapini Katoa? Who's the guy at running back? Yes, correct. All right. I think it's Squally Canada. Squally Canada, uh, it's an or in that case, Squally Canada or Lapini Katoa. Uh, but I believe the Squally Canada, at least initially, will be kind of the first main guy. It may be situational, too. We still don't have answers for the following, by the way. Where's KJ Hall? What's going on? Recovering from injury, I assume, and Kavik Fonua, but they're not in the, the mix there. Now, Bo Hodge is not mentioned in this depth chart at all, by the way. That Bo is because, Hodge. thank you, it is only two or three people at each position. Now, if they listed three, perhaps Bo Hodge would show up as a third string running back. I'm not sure. It might be Matt Hadley, but they do not go like four, five, six, seven, eight. Like when Steve Young says he's the eighth string quarterback, uh, you know, back in the day. That wasn't listed anywhere. That was just him in practice. So no Bohaj, no issue. Uh, I expect him to be 100% and involved at Arizona. Yeah, take a deep breath on Bohaj. Just because he's not listed in the two deep doesn't mean he's not going to see the field. And he might be the the true slash guy for BYU, a la Taysom Hill right now uh, with the New Orleans Saints. He's going to be blocking punts? What do you <laughs> Who say? knows? Who knows? Bo Hodge is on special teams. Will Bo Hodge be on special teams? Running back, slot receiver, red zone quarterback, wildcat option? I don't know. But he has a lot of different capabilities. Just take a breath on Bo Hodge. We will see him on the field. I want to see someone like holding their breath, literally like blue in the face, about Bo Hodge. Like, send in those pictures. <laughs> Another burning question. Matt Bushman or Dallin Holker or Moroni Laulaputita or J.J. Nwigwi. It's situational. Uh, four tight ends. Situational. Depends on the formation. So BYU doesn't name Matt Bushman the guy, right? 
Um, nice graphic, tight Andrews game. I like that. Um, yeah. JJ and Wigway in the mix as well. Moore's a blocker. He's catching it too. Depends on the uh, depends on the formation as to who's being who starts doesn't matter in football. Quarterback, yes, but the other it, it's situational. What if they love Lopini Cato on this certain stretch run to hit formational? What where's the where's the line of scrimmage and on what hash are you? It all depends. Yeah, you have to see, and the thing is, it's going to take a few games. For BYU coaches to figure this out, they're oh, a new man. Do I have to pick? They don't have time for that. They have to go. I know they have to go. Arizona, you have to come out right away knowing what you want. You can think you know what you want, but until you see players in game situations, no, I'm with you. But BYU can't afford to start slow. If they start slow, they'll be zero and three. They can't afford that. And now you might not go to a bowl game. It's it just it, takes time to work things out. Well then, then well, hopefully BYU takes time to the tune of at least two and three. BYU's one and four. It's not feeling good. I'm with you. I hope everything works from play number one. But let's be realistic. That's not no, going to happen. Well, the hope some is guys that will overperform, others will underperform. Yeah, and exactly, they're Arizona's dealing with the same thing with the new head coach. They're not. They haven't been in battle and in the intensity of an actual game scenario with Kevin Sumlin, they don't know how the coaches are going to respond and react and make adjustments, things like that. So they're dealing with some of the same things to BYU's benefit. But they brought back a top-10 offense with a Heisman hopeful. That's a huge difference. Yet you have him as number five in your list of top-10 players at BYU. So you're not putting a ton of stock into Khalil Tate. Offensive players. Based on his October, yeah. Yeah. I No, he's really good. Don't get me wrong. I just think in November he wasn't that good, and I think people are ignoring that. Like he, the last three games, he wasn't good. He didn't rush for more than fifty-eight yards in the last three games, and they lost those games. More importantly, it's a beautiful thing that we start to find out a lot of these things that we are bringing up, or begin to anyway, in five days when BYU plays a game, like an actual game where we see if the plan works. Will it work? Anyway, we roll on on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, Taysom Hill has an NFL exhibition performance for the ages. Plus a rise and shout to a man who has been a staple of BYU football. One last year. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view Full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football names Tanner Mangum the starting quarterback against Arizona. Watch Countdown to kickoff Saturday night, 9.30 Eastern, as we get you ready for game one. Spencer will be in Tucson. Tavita Maunga announced via his Instagram account that he will be redshirting the 2018 season. Maunga played in three games last season, starting in two of them before having season-ending surgery. And BYU announced this will be the last season for longtime radio analyst Mark Lyons. I've known Mark for a while. He's been doing this longer than you and I have been alive. Began his career in 1980. Enjoy this season with Mark Lyons on the radio. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill played an unbelievable game in Saturday's 36-7 drubbing preseason win over the Chargers. Hill finished with a 
fourth down conversion on the fake punt. Six carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Two-point conversion. Completed seven of eight passes for 66 yards and a touchdown pass. Avinoy had five tackles in the Patriots' 25-14 loss to the Panthers Friday. Kind of cool with three tackles in a Baltimore Ravens 27-10 win over the Miami Dolphins. Fred Warner had five tackles in the 49ers' 23-17 loss to the Colts. And Jordan Leslie had a 14-yard catch in the Broncos' 29-17 win over the Washington Redskins this weekend. Volleyball. The 8th-ranked Cougars beat Duke twice. Oh, the Dukies! Oh! In Cameron Indoor Arena to open the season. BYU hosts the BYU-Nike Invitational Thursday through Saturday, including number one-ranked Stanford Friday night on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Soccer. BYU's women's soccer team lost 2-0 to number 9 Texas A&M in College Station. Both goals from the Aggies came within the last five minutes of each half. The Cougars are now 1-1-1 on the season. Women's basketball. The ladies defeated ZKD Ilirija 78-51, I want to say in Austria. Ilirija. Or or Slovenia, I'm not sure. The Cougars are 3-0 in Europe and have scored north of 70 in all three. Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver had a two had a hit and two runs batted in in a Buies Creek Astros 8-4 win over the Winston-Salem Dash. Shaver has hit safely in all five games since being called up to advance single-A ball. And Daniel Schneeman went 3-5 for five with four runs over the weekend as the Arizona League Indians beat the Arizona League Reds and Brewers. Golf. Honorary Cougar Tony Finau finished second at the Northern Trust at 14 under par. The finish now puts Finau at fourth in the FedEx Cup standings. Zach Blair finished tied for 35th at the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship shooting two under par. Cougars in the PJ. Today's rise and shout understandably goes to... Mark Lyons. I sidelined two games in 2011 with uh, KSL Radio at the time. It was a privilege to uh, work with the guys and get to know Mark better. He's a fantastic guy. Last season on the radio. What's your reaction to Tanner Mangan being named BYU's starting quarterback at Chris Wyman on Facebook? I think Tanner will do well. He earned his starting spot. I don't think Jeff Grimes or Sataki would have started him if he didn't. The real concern is how the big uglies, I call them the big beauties, up front will do to protect him. And the elite voice of the day from Harris Mata'afa simply says, in Grimes we trust. Indeed we do. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem. I am Spencer. Keep it right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio as the season debut of Coordinator's Corner hits next. Join Greg Rebell for that. Go Cougs.